I know this isn't normal for podcasters, but given the reason why I'm doing what it is that I'm doing, I want to dive into a topic that is a little taboo, I suppose. I've never seen any other podcasters dive into this type of topic. So this topic is a quick biopic. I want to tell my listeners a little bit about me. And the reason for it is the same reason I do these podcasts in the first place. It's so that my listeners can feel connected to me. It's so that my listeners know that when I'm giving advice or my opinions or straight facts on something, it's coming from a place that I've been there. You know, and what better way to have somebody connect to you than to be open, raw, and honest, than to be vulnerable. Look at all the biggest artists in this world, music artists. The ones that are on top are the ones that are the most vulnerable in their music. From Eminem to NF, from Hobson to Tech 9 you know... People like that. They love it. They appreciate it. That's how they connect. If you pretend to be something you're not, people aren't going to listen to you. Like, I don't listen to anybody who's going to give me advice on something they never lived through. They don't understand. They're just parroting something somebody else said. I don't do that. i am not never been cool with that. Never. I don't like it. Now, quick biopic about me. I grew up poor. My toys are either from Dollar Tree, hand-me-downs, or something pulled out of a, a dumpster. My clothes, very much the same way. So, you know, not Dollar Tree in that aspect, but they came from a thrift store. Now, there's nothing wrong with shopping at thrift stores. I'm not going to diss people who do, because I do it. I still do it myself from time to time. If there's something I like, I'll buy it, you know, but... Moving on. I grew up in an abusive household. I grew up in a household that I call refer to as World War Three. You know, there was always fighting, there was always chaos, there was always yelling, screaming, punching, kicking, slapping, biting, sabotage, acts of childlike behavior from fully grown adults. My father was a bully, my mother was a bully, my older siblings were bullies. I was abused mentally, emotionally, physically, although I will say there were people out there who were abused much, much worse. But it still was abuse and it's still something I went through. At the age of like seven and or eight, somewhere around there, uh, my father strangled me. About the same age, my brother tried to draw me. Age 16, another one of my sisters put her cigarette out on my arm. Age 18, another sister stabbed me in the stomach. Uh, right between the rib cage, still have the scar from it to this day. Age 30, I was kidnapped and held hostage so somebody can break into my work safe. Where then I was 
uh, looked a gun down the barrel, almost shot at, almost lost my fucking life, again, and only so that one month later I would almost die drowning. I've suffered about 24 concussions throughout the course of my life, all untreated. I have a knot, permanent knot in the center of my forehead that you can't really see, but you can definitely, most definitely feel. And that one in particular came from an accident when I was about seven or eight, where I was running up a slide and then gravity had its way with me and launched me back down head first. We'll never forget that feeling. I've had my skull cracked open more times than I care to count throughout the course of my life. Uh, about the age of, what, 26? I was left homeless, no money, no job, no friends, no family. It was just me, myself, and I. For the course of the next four or five years, four years, I would spend the time alone fighting schizophrenia by myself while trying to keep myself off the streets from being homeless, you know, living in shelters, living from, jumping from one random place to another, uh, dealing with untreated schizophrenia, and trying to hold on a job and trying to find stability in my life while nobody wanted anything to do with me because of my mental disorder. By the age of, I want to say, 29-ish, I finally got to a place in my life where I was getting better. I was using logic, which was finally working after so many years, to override my schizophrenic mind. There was a lot of tactics that I was using, but it was me versus myself. It was an ongoing battle that lasted years. I finally won it. A lot of damage was done in the process, and a lot of bridges burned, a lot of my life was taken from me. People who said they would always be there weren't there. People who were supposed to be there weren't there. You know, it really just revealed people's true characters of where they actually stood with me. A lot of things were, were revealed about people. But I never gave up. There were many, many times where I did. My head even went to a very, very dark place. I'm not going to elaborate on that. But out of the blue, at the perfect fucking timing, I met a woman from Mexico who loved me to death and didn't let go. She gave me what... I was lacking, I was in so desperate need of, which was love, attention, affection, understanding, caring. She showed me that people can be good. She showed me that there are people who, even if they don't understand, they love you and they don't want to let go. They want to see it through. She didn't know I was battling schizophrenia until like a year after, roughly a year after we started talking 
be fair, during that time, I didn't realize I was battling schizophrenia. I was denying it nine ways a Sunday. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. My hallucinations are real. What are you talking about? You know? But once I finally beat it and finally came to a place of accepting it, of what it was, I told her. And it just, she was hit with an epiphany. Like, damn, so many things make sense now. And we didn't have the best starting point in our relationship because the schizophrenia was winning. But she loved me so much, even, she didn't have to, but she never let me go. She stayed when everybody else left. So I'll always love her for what she did, you know? Like, who wouldn't? And she ended up being my best friend. She has a heart like no, unlike any other I've ever come across. And I, there's no way I can ever thank her enough for what she's done and what she had to put up with while I was fighting to get better. While I was fighting myself. I've been incarcerated in two different times for bo fucked up charges that should never stuck. Three times if you count Juvie. It just comes down to pissing off the wrong people who decided they wanted to play the fucking system. And believe me, if, if the charge, there were charges that you know that I would be more than happy to be like, hey, yeah, I did. It was so, so fucking cool, and or I, I'm did it and so for so bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be I'd be that person. But honestly, if you knew the story behind the charges, you'd be like, yeah, these you should have never been stuck with them. But I learned from that. You gotta be very, very careful about who you put your faith and trust into because people can switch up on you in any moment. And when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Otherwise, you're gonna fucking regret it later. <laughs> I learned in life that family isn't who you're related to. Family is who sticks by you when you have nothing left. Love isn't something you say, it's something you do. Actions always speak louder than words. And throughout the course of my life, I did a lot of traveling as a kid. I jumped back and forth between two different states. And as an adult, after I became homeless, I was like, you know, I have nothing left to lose. I have nothing, you know, for me here. And I want to do something I've been wanting to do since I was a teenager. This is the perfect time to do it. What was that? It was traveling. I wanted to see more states, see more places, and see just how different everything was everywhere I went. How different people were, how different, you know, small places of society can vastly change from one to another in such close proximity. I've learned a lot through traveling. I've been up and down the East Coast. You know, and I settled like that, about what a thousand or so miles away from where I started. And I'm happy. I battled schizophrenia for years. I got a best friend out of it. Beat schizophrenia, got a girlfriend. I got a roof over my head. 
I'm a manager at a job. I'm rebuilding. You know, in life we wish we didn't make choices that we did. In life we wish we didn't have to go through th the things that we did. And it's true. But just because you wish things could have been different doesn't mean they should. Sometimes life will relocate you, either figuratively or literally. Sometimes it will shake things up, move things around, because it's trying to put you where you need to be, not where you want to be. And our experiences, whether it's good or bad, make up who we are today, makes us who we are as a person. Our experiences shape our mind. Our experiences make us who we are, and without that, we wouldn't be who we are now. We wouldn't be who we're with now. We wouldn't, everything in our life, take our experiences away, we take who we are away. So through the good and the bad, if you're happy with who you are and where you're at right now, be grateful for the bad as much as the good. Because thanks to those two sides of the coin, you are who you are. I forgot to mention that about around the age of 9 or 10, I almost drowned. First time I almost drowning, so it's like, what? 21 years later, I almost drowned again. I'll tell you what, you know, the second time I almost drowning, my body would never have been recovered. And I actually got to a point where when I was drowning, that I was about to, I don't want to say about to give up, I did give up. But that very last second, I was pulled out of the water. I was rescued by two different guys. I didn't know, complete strangers. Once I got the feeling in my body back, once my muscles weren't so tensed up and you know tired, I went and played volleyball on the beach with uh, three strangers, three, four strangers, I didn't know. Like it wasn't shit. I mean, it was one of those PTSD moments, so to speak, where it didn't really hit me, hit me until like later that night and I just start ruminating on it and I was just, life is short, man. We all know that, but we all forget it with the way we live our life every single day. Life is short, it is fleeting, and we take way too much in this life for granted and we don't realize it until our life is at stake. We don't realize it until something we care about is at stake and then it starts to hit us like, damn. It sucks. It really does. We got. It's up to us to figure out what we want to do in this life. It's up to us to figure out what we want to be, who we want to be, and how we want to live it. And whatever choice you make, whether good or bad, you're always going to look at the good and bad that comes with it. You know, you want to throw your life away because you want to be some kind of gangster well you may not live a very long life you may think some people even get to the point where they play that mentality and they think they're invincible and they end up dead no no one in this life is invincible like my own brother tried to play gangster for a while until he got riddled with bullets and he wisened the fuck up even Tupac himself 
uh, was into that kind of thug life, as he called it, but even he realized he didn't want to be a part of it. He knew where it was going to lead. He watched practically any interview we talked about. You know, he knew he, he, he was destined to die. He knew he wasn't going to live a very long life because people he got involved with, because of him trying to play gangster. That was a side of him he hated, a side of him he didn't want to be. He tried to distance himself from all that, but it was too late. Sometimes it'd be like that. You know, and we don't ever have to wait around and decide at the last minute that, you know, when it's too late that we don't want something for us. We, we got to decide right here, right now, what we're doing and where it's going to lead us. What we need to cut off, who we need to cut off. No matter how close you are with somebody, you got to realize, you know, not just your own actions, but the actions of those around you. Where is it going to lead you? Are you going to be where you want to be if you keep going down this road? Or do you have to make some uh, course corrections? you got to make some adjustments in order to save yourself. Whether it's your life, it's your financial status, it's your living, your home, whatever the case may be. And sooner or later, what we do, especially repeatedly, in our actions, in our words, in our mindset, it comes back to bite us. It comes back to... You know, it catches up with us. It may seem cool to have this mentality, this lifestyle, this whatever we're having in the moment that seems so pleasing. But if the long-term effects is that, you know, it's going to destroy you, that it's going to become a long-winded kamikaze, then it might be a good idea to reevaluate before it's too late. Growing up, I was an angry, bitter soul because how I was treated by my family. I was angry. I was bitter. I hated the fucking world. I hated fucking people. I could not be told anything. You know, I didn't listen to anybody. All I ever known was pain and hate and anger. Screaming, yelling, fighting. After a while, I was just, you know, I got to a point where I just realized I didn't want that for myself anymore. Remember at the age of 21, my older sister was probably like 26, 27 at the time. She decided she wanted to get into one of those screen matches with me. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm not doing this with you. She gave me the most quizzical look one could give. She's like, like the look in itself was like, what are you talking about? She was so confused. I said, I repeated myself. I said, I'm not doing this with you. Not anymore. And I walked away. I refused to keep feeding in to the way we were brought up. I refused to keep living it in that mentality of, if I'm mad, I got to scream at you. If I'm mad, I got to yell. I got to throw things. I, di I didn't want that. And slowly over time, it built on itself. The mentality of what I didn't want. And over time, I did have, I still had my angry outbursts. I still, you know, threw tantrums. But I got better. I think mostly I had a lot to do with the fact that I got a lot of the anger out of my system like Eminem did when he was talking about it in his song. Uh, fuck, what was that song he was uh, singing about? Gut Over Fear. You know, and when he, he made that statement, what am I going to do when the lights go out in that trailer park? What am I going to do when I ain't got no more uh, raids to pull from? 
I ain't got no more rage to pull from. Do I still, do I, does it mean I'm happy about, you know, things that, the hand that was uh, dealt to me? No. It doesn't mean I'm happy about it, but I no longer feel the way I do about it. About a lot of things that I, that just weren't right. That just weren't fair. For a child, for a teenager, a young adult. In life, we got to stop trying to ruminate on everything and stop allowing it things in the past to affect us now. We got to move forward because it's the only direction we can go. This moment is the only moment we have. And if we keep allowing negative thoughts and negative actions by others and our negative history to affect us, it always will. At some point, we got to wake up and realize that this isn't what we want. At some point, we got to stand up for ourselves. We got to stand up to ourselves. You know, and decide and say, hey, I want to be happy. I know bad things happen to me. I know I made dumb mistakes. I know I've had fucked up moments in my life that I wish could be different. I wish I had a different family that actually loved me. I wish I had people who understood me. I wish I had friends who didn't stab me in the back. We don't always get to decide what happens in our life. No matter how much we try to control the outcomes. Because life has a funny way of throwing curveballs at you. Putting you in situations you just didn't see coming. It's unfortunate, but it's true. All we can do is decide what we're going to do with the hand that we're dealt. That's what we can do. As a people. Throwing tantrums isn't going to get us very far being angry, uh, you know, holding grudges, all this negative energy that you give out will sit with you and it will ruin your life. It will ruin your health. It will make you forget about the moment. When I'm out with my girlfriend, I don't think about, you know, bad things that happen to me. I don't think about, you know, what's going on right now in my life. I focus on the moment because I don't want somebody else's shit to rob me of making memories of somebody I love. I refuse to give anybody that kind of power anymore. And only we as people can decide that. Only we can wake up and decide what we do and don't want for ourselves. The moment we realize we have that power, we can create so much change for ourselves to course correct and get into a life and a lifestyle that is more pleasing and acceptable to who we are as individuals we need to stop blaming other people for the way we feel and what we do at the end of the day the only thing you can control is yourself that means your emotions as well until you learn to do that you're always going to be miserable yeah, you can sit in bed all day, 24-7, you know, every week, week for the rest of the year, for the rest of your life, ruminating, thinking, pondering, crying about shit that happened to you in the past and get absolutely nowhere. Or, it, it's, that's it. It's going to get you nowhere. So even if you don't sit around in bed all day and feel all that shit, what, what's going to happen is you're going to go out and try to meet a woman and you're going to take it out on her. You're going to go out and make some friends, you're going to take it all out on them. Or you're going to drag them down to your fucking level because misery loves company.
I remember the days where I sat up all, all night and, you know, just chilling in my room, feeling sorry for myself. I accomplished nothing. I lost a lot of fucking time and a lot of my fucking life. I got absolutely nowhere. I'm manic depressant. So I, I'm still naturally depressed. But I don't allow it to ruin my life. I don't allow it to rule me. You know, I go out and I buy some uh, pills, ashwagandha, you know, things of that nature to help boost me. I find things that make me happy. Even if, you know, in, in the midst of your severe depression, you can still find ways to bring a smile on your face. You just got to figure out what the hell that is. Depression can make you lose interest in things that once gave you interest. Well, find something else that get, brings interest and stick with it. And if you try to rely on alcohol or drugs or anything like that, well, guess what? You just find a new way to ruin your life. You just level the fuck down. And that's on some real shit. I've seen what people who cling to that kind of stuff do, where they end up, and it's never anywhere good. Like once a blue moon, you may hear a celebrity, uh, you know, overdosing. That's once a blue moon. A lot of them, once they get all the money to get all these drugs, they get it out of their system within like the first fucking week, and then they take it on occasion. You know, you hear about Johnny Depp or Machine Gun Kelly, you know, snorting coke, but you don't see him ODing. You don't see him like heavily relying on it. You don't see him like tweaked out or anything. You know, what I mean, it's it's become something that once a blue moon, they no longer they get it out of their system, and they don't. It's something they just do to feel good on occasion, but then you have those who just, they're so miserable with their life, one in a million, and they just, you know, stick, stay in that mentality until they overdose. Sometimes it be that way. But you got to decide, you know, as a person, what it is you want. And I say this in all my podcasts because from my observation, not just in my own life, but seeing the life of others, all people want to do is find this complacency in their life and cry about it. Why am I so sad? Why am I so depressed? Why do I not have a girlfriend? Why don't I have friends? Why, why aren't you doing anything to make a change? Why are you giving up some excuses? Why are you wallowing in your misery instead of creating a remedy to make it better? You're not doing enough. You're doing nothing. I was that person. I was that person. I really was. You know, I hated the idea of, you know, going out and doing things by myself. Some things I'm still not okay with because it's just, it's some things I just feel it really should be a two-person thing. But once I got out of my own way and was like, you know what? I can go take a nature walk by myself. This ain't shit. I can go work out by myself. This ain't shit. You know, I can go to a restaurant and eat by myself. This ain't shit. Even a fat, all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah, how fucking yeah, you know? Once I got out of my own way and start doing things by myself, enjoying time with myself, can you guess what happened? My life started to take a turn. Instead of wallowing in misery the fact that, oh, I'm so alone, I not only defeated schizophrenia, but knowing that schizophrenia is no longer uh, taking charge of my life, I was capable of making different, better decisions. And I started focusing on my mental health. I 
uh, exercise helps you with your mental health. Going for nature walks helps you with your mental health. It helps you with your physical health. It helps you with your overall well-being, right? So I started enjoying things I could do by myself that I didn't need another person to help do. Now, going to an arcade alone is sad and boring as fuck. I ain't gonna lie. Like, you're sitting there, you're playing fucking Mario Kart, and you're looking to the person next to you, they're either a stranger or there's nobody there. That's, to my, to me, that's pretty sad. So I avoid anything that I feel like should be a two-person thing, but I find things that, you know, it can be a one-person thing. So I'm going out, I'm doing all these things by myself, and my life started improving. Not just my health, but my social life started improving, because I started loving myself. I started being okay with being by myself and finding things I can do by myself. Now, go home, play some video games, leave, go nature walk, leave, go uh, do some plasma, leave, go, go work out, leave. You know, I'm leaving from one thing to another, and I'm always busy. I'm always doing something, and it's with nobody else. And I, I got to a point where I was perfectly fine with that. Now, I have an amazing fucking girlfriend who loves me, falls in, falls in all. You know, somebody I would fucking kill for her. I have, I don't have the best job in the world. I may not have the best uh, co-workers in the world. But there's love there. Whether we bump heads or not. You know, my life has improved so much. Not just after beating schizophrenia. It improved when I stopped feeling sorry for myself and started making the changes I wanted. I wanted to go out and do things with people. Well, I didn't have anybody. So I went out and did things by myself. Now I have people. <laughs> Funny how that works. It's kind of like how they say when you manifest, you got to live life as if you already have what you want. And then the rest will come naturally. Once you tell life that you have what you want, it's going to give you what you want. Now I want to go out and do things with people, which so I went out and did it by myself. Now I have somebody to do it with. Funny how things like that work. You know, when I was uh, homeless and struggling to keep a roof over my head, I lived like I had a roof over my head and I always had a roof over my head, no matter what. Whether it's couch surfing, bed surfing, fucking homeless shelters, I never, once I got off the streets, I never went back to it. Once I got a job, I never uh, went in the morning two weeks without one. You know, relocating. Sometimes you know I was having a job where it wasn't transferable because it only existed in that one place. You know, so there were moments where I had to go a week or two without one, but I always had money. I could always take care of myself. I always had what I needed, and it got to the point where I built a stoic mindset where, you know, I could fit everything I own to my fucking car because. Homelessness taught me that the value of life. It taught me the value of things and people. You know, it taught me that just because something's shiny or something looks good doesn't mean you need it. Just because you want it doesn't mean you need it. You know, so I'm always on my own ass about what I buy. Like, oh, I want, I like this. I want, I want it, but I don't need it. When I go out and buy a movie or a TV series, is this something I want to watch a hundred times in the future? If not, I don't need it. I set strict rules for the way I spend my money, with purpose. 
I do everything I do with purpose. Because of everything I learned. It made me who I am. It made me wiser. It made me smarter. It made me more humble. It made me more loving. It made me more understanding. More kind. I am who I am because of what I went through. I am a better person now, character-wise, than I was 10, 15 years ago. And I hope to improve on that. People who don't like me right now are the people who either didn't understand me, didn't know how to deal with me, or did some dumb shit and refused to acknowledge it. But the people who love me are the people who understand people who care and people who show it. I got all types of people in my life now, not just enemies, who didn't understand my mental health. I got people who want to understand now. I got people who care about me. You know, I've overcome a lot, been through a lot. And everything I've mentioned about my life, it's just this quick skim over everything I've been through. I mean, there's so much more I could say, but I'm not going to try to sit here for hours telling you about every tragedy, every fucking tough situation that I went through all the bad hands that my family dealt me all the bad hands I was dealt with by fake friends I'm sure it's all going to pour out little by little over time and podcasts as I'm talking about certain topics and then telling you a little bit about myself and how I personally went through something like that to help you understand that I know what I'm talking about to help you understand that I do know what I'm talking about and that you know I can relate and hopefully with this little mini biopic, you can relate and better understand me as a person. So when you listen to other podcasts, you know that I'm not talking out my ass. I'm not giving you some random advice. It's I've lived it. I've learned it.